Listener Production. Another solid performance for the Aussie share market. And all eyes shift to the Reserve Bank's decision next Tuesday. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's Friday the 2nd of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, my friend, Amiga, happy Friday to you. How are you today, Stevie? I'm grouse. Grouse? Yeah, I'm doing well. Very well. uh, Who says that? Don't know. I used to say it at school (laughs) and it just kind of stuck. Every now and then, every couple of years, it makes an appearance. It's like me saying, I'm lovely. You made fun of me the first time I said that. Did I? Well, you are. Fair enough. Anyway. But look, do you know what's good about today? Oh, I know what's good. Two straight days of gains. You know, I love to hear it. We're undefeated in June. Yet to have a decline. Very early days. Two for two. Two for two. We fell 3% last month, but we'll see if we can keep this up. That's exactly right. So as you mentioned, we had our second straight day of gains. We lifted by about half of 1% today to 7,145. And this comes after a solid session in the US overnight. But as you mentioned, still not quite enough to cross over to positive territory for the week. We fell by about a tenth of 1% this week. That's right. And a lot happened this week. But if we focus on today, first up, there were two things that seemed to drive markets kind of in different directions. I think you know where we're going with this, guys. Yep. So we had the the (laughs) Aussie Fair Work Commission's annual decision on wages. That was the first thing that happened around 10 o'clock. So this is something that happens once a year, obviously. And they basically announced a 5.75% lift to the national minimum wage, which affects about 180,000 people and also award wages, which affects about two and a half million workers. And they're basically going to get wage increases from the 1st of July. So this affects roughly a quarter of Australia's employees. So that lift in wages, a little more than what employers were hoping for, but less than what the unions were generally expecting, which was about a 7% lift in line with inflation. So that seemed to weigh on markets for a couple of hours, partly because it, it raises the likelihood a little of a rate hike next Tuesday, which we'll discuss more at the end of the podcast. And the second thing that happened that actually helped markets this afternoon was the US Senate at around 1pm Sydney time, passing the bill to raise the debt ceiling. Finally. Woo-hoo, guys. That's right. We and won't be harping on about it anymore. Hopefully not. But this is a day <laughs> after the House passed it as well. So this exactly. was seen more of a formality more than anything else. But It did help markets in the last few hours of trade because for one, it means the US can pay its bills for a couple of years. And two, it means we probably won't talk about it on a daily (laughs) basis, hopefully from Monday, I would say. So as long as Biden gets up from his tumble, he seemed to make a little recovery from his little fall today. He did tumble over a bunch of sandbags. Sandbags, apparently. And then he turned around and pointed at it. (laughs) And I do this all the time, you know, when you cross the street and you you trip over accidentally and then you turn around and blame the the street. It's someone else's fault or another object's fault for sure. Absolutely. Um, But he seems okay. That's the main thing. He does seem okay, which is good news. So he should be in good health Mm -hmm. to sign that document. Yep. But we did fall over the week. Unfortunately, as you pointed out, a slight decline. And it was mainly because of Wednesday. Had a pretty significant fall. The worst day in close to three months because of hot inflation and disappointing data out of China as well. How did the different sectors do today, though? Today, mining was the standout, not only today, though, but over the week. So Mm -hmm. they did the best over the week. Today, they lifted by around 2.5%, and that was on the back of lifting commodity prices. So the likes of BHP, Newcrest, and Pilbara were all up. 
We saw gold stocks lifting, lithium stocks lifting, iron ore. So it was all in green when this can sometimes be a little bit of mixture in there between mm-hmm. green and red. But today they all seem to be mostly lifting. Tech also did pretty well today. They were the third best performer after energy stocks, which also benefited from those higher commodity prices. And they were the second best performer over the week. Yeah, and mining and energy, they had that really big fall midweek as well because of China probably, which, as I said, you know, is the main driver of commodities around the world. And tech, those massive gains we had last month, as you uh, we've been discussing as well. And it continued to rise it last continues. night as well, yep. as well over in the US. We saw a massive lift there in tech stocks. Any stocks that stood out today? Well, Coles really stood out to me today. They fell by around 2% after it announced it will set aside $25 million to cover the cost of underpaying staff. So we heard a similar story yesterday from BHP where the company said it will cost $400 million to address underpaying around 30,000 workers. So a similar thing here today. They commenced this review back in February 2020 after identifying shortfalls in the remuneration of salaried managers in the retail business. And it will continue to conduct more remediation relating all of this as the days and weeks go on. So that will be sort of an unraveling story. But that hit to their costs saw their share price falling today. Adairs was another that received attention. This is a betting company and a homewares group. I mean, you can buy lots of stuff Mm. for the house, I guess, which is quite nice. It did well during the pandemic, but it's been coming under pressure like some of the other retailers have. So fell 15% today. It was the worst on the All Lords, hit a near three-year low in the process as well. And this is after warning uh, that its profits might be a little lower over the year. Like many other retailers have done recently, it's blamed it on higher interest rates and the cost of living pressures. So nothing new really there. So it's joining a growing list of other retailers, which are warning of more challenging times ahead. So just in the last few weeks, we've heard from Universal Store, stocks like JB Hi-Fi, Best and Less, KMD Brands, which is behind Kathmandu, Super Retail Group, which warned of softer margins as well. So retail stocks, they were down about 6% in May and they're continuing to come under pressure. That's exactly right. They continue to fall. And, you know, even LaVissa, that was at the top of the worst performers list today as well. Now, St. Barbara came back into the spotlight. So we heard from the gold miner love triangle between St. Barbara, Silver Lake and Genesis. So if you remember, Silver Lake came back with a sweetened offer earlier this week. St. Barbara responded to that and said it continues to support the offer from Genesis Minerals for $600 million for its assets in WA. And that's despite Silver Lake's offer being better in dollar terms. It was $718 million. But St. Barbara said that the offer has failed to materially improve in its terms. So I'm interested to see what happens from here if Silver Lake doesn't get the message and just comes back with another offer. They're very persistent. They are persistent. They're not giving up. They're like, we'll give you this much. Yes, and then St. Barbara says, we prefer the other offer. And they just keep coming back. How about this much? So I guess How about that much? How about that much? Exactly right. This is actually helpful for St. Barbara because there are two, I wouldn't say lovers, but two companies <laughs> that are interested in buying it. And this just continues, uh, those assets in WA. Another stock we've been speaking about recently is Paladin. And it's making headlines again today. It <laughs> rose 11%. But really, all it's done for three days, even though it rose very strongly is it's been recouping those massive declines that we saw on Tuesday when it fell 20%. So well, it's, it's been... more than made up for that now. Exactly. So it's slightly in positive territory, right, over the, the week. And really, it was all centered around Namibia. 
basically there were comments from the Minister of Mines and Energy in Namibia at an event in late May, was basically discussing the possibility that the Namibian government might take a stake in many mineral and petroleum license holders in Namibia. Now, today, the Namibian government tried to reassure investors in a one-page statement that it has no intention to seize any stake from existing mineral petroleum license holders. But at the end of that statement, which was quite interesting, it did warn that it may demand a certain minimum stake in any licenses that come up in the future. So it could be important for companies that do business there, I guess, later on. And Paladin was the best performer for the Mm -hmm. second straight day today as well. Now, looking ahead, lots going on. Uh, So, of course, tonight we have that key updates on jobs in the US. That'll be out at 10.30 p.m. And that can really drive what happens in US and overseas markets overnight. But it could also drive what we see in our markets on Monday. The other thing of note is there is an OPEC plus meeting on the 4th of June, so on Sunday, to discuss oil production. So this is a meeting of several of the world's largest oil exporters. It represents 13 oil-rich nations, and they're responsible for nearly 40% of the world's oil supply. So lately, investors have been pretty worried about ample supply in oil due to statements from these nations and also from the energy minister. At the last meeting, they surprised markets with a big cut in production. So whatever happens in Sunday's meeting could potentially move commodity prices, move markets. Exactly. And this is super important for oil prices, for energy stocks in particular, to areas that tend to get hit. So we should find out more about that Monday when we come back. And on that jobs report that we get uh, tonight, this is for the month of May, the expectation, the number to watch is 195,000. That's how many jobs are expected to have been added. So the stronger this number is, the higher it is. The more jobs that are added, the more likely we are to see markets think that there could be another rate hike. The next time the US Federal Reserve meets, which is the Reserve Bank equivalent over there that sets rates every six or so weeks, is in less than two weeks' time. And there's a 22% chance of a rate hike ahead of this. So that's going to be quite important. The more rate hikes we get, the worse it generally is for markets. Absolutely. And speaking of rate hikes, next Tuesday, that's when we're going to see it over here in Australia. So we've been looking at all the economic data that's been coming out since the last meeting and we'll wait and see what the Reserve Bank does because it's been a little bit of a mixed bag in some of the things. Some of the data has come out softer than expected. Inflation was a little bit hotter. So wage data as well. Yeah, so that, exactly. So this week, I think there are two things that have made it slightly more likely. There's now a 37% chance, apparently, of a rate hike next Tuesday, which would make it the 12th rate hike. That inflation report that you pointed out and today's lift in the minimum wage and award wages, that's just jumped that up a little. So that's going to be quite interesting to see how the Reserve Bank responds to that. But in terms of our view here at CBA, we're mm-hmm. anticipating no rate hike yep. and just a 30% chance yep. of a 25 basis point rate hike. Exactly. And on Wednesday, so a day later, we will hear from the Reserve Bank governor at around 9.20 a.m. Sydney time. He'll Every time he speaks, everyone pays attention because, you know, you could provide some hints as to what might be ahead you know, for rates. Also on Wednesday, we'll get economic growth data for the March quarter in Australia. So it'll be a big day on Wednesday. When isn't it a big day? always a big day, my friend. And Apple will also be unveiling some of its new products later in the week too. And one other thing to watch will be China, our largest trading partner. They've got data on trade, how much they're buying and selling, and also inflation. It's one of the few countries in the world, though, that's not really concerned about inflation. It's super weak. 
So that's probably not going to be really market moving, but those trade numbers that we'll get could certainly be quite important for investors. And that will be out on Wednesday as well. And inflation at the tail end of the week. Mm -hmm. So that's something to look forward to for Friday. And just lastly, before we wrap up, I just want to mention that we'll be hearing from Silver Lake Resources next Tuesday. So we'll see if they say anything regarding the love triangle, Stevie. They probably will. They probably will address it. It's it's kind of at the forefront of what they're trying to do right now. It's a pretty big deal. It's a lot of cash for for that size company to be spending on those assets. So I'm sure it'll be people will ask questions about it as well. Well, Laura, we've made it to the end of the week. We've we got did. a weekend, sadly, so we'll have to be apart. We can't talk about markets for at least 48 <laughs> hours, but we'll be back. Hope you have a great weekend, everyone. And we look forward to doing this again on Monday. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.